I see what's happening here. You're face to face with greatness and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. It's nice to see that humans never change. Open your eyes. Let's begin. Yes, it's me. It's Maui. Breathe it in. <laughs> I know it's a lot. The hair, the bod. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you make people do that. Oh, man, that was good. That was a great opener. Thank Thanks, you. Sean. Welcome to the construction life, man. I'm super excited. Thanks, man. I, 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 I know I've been pressing you to get on the show, and then you've been doing your own show, just getting started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many shows you got going on now? I think we have 10. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. I'm going to be doing a few more, um, like, solo ones, uh, but I kind of haven't need to yet. You okay. know, like I'm having it as somewhat of a buffer. Uh, I wanted to have 10 before we started. But uh, just December got a little crazy. Of course. It's um, called life, man. Everything goes nuts. Right? Yeah. Wait till you start up. You got to start pumping them all out, man. Then you'll be like, what the hell are you going to do at that point? Right? So. I know. Welcome. Honestly, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. We're going to talk about drywall. We're going to talk about everything mudding and what's going on, but also construction in general. Uh, so let me share out the deets. First of all, I got uh, Greg's uh, hoodie on, Generational uh, Construction. It looks good. Uh, so he was actually on here before the, the holiday break, and then we had a great show. We were talking a lot about political, what's going on with the world and Ooh. construction in Toronto and all kinds of crap and stuff like that. So uh, Sean's been in the business 20 plus. Uh, Brawley's Dad Construction at gmail.com. Brawley's Dad Construction on Instagram. And he wants everybody to be humble, treat everybody the same, and do your fucking job. That's your what he wants, job. man. That's, That's all as simple as. If everyone could do that, then we would have a great industry. You know, if you just did your fucking job, <laughs> <laughs> it would just make everyone's life so much easier. Why did you start a podcast? Um, you know what? I was sitting around with a buddy of mine who, who's kind of like, he got somewhat famous doing Instagram and, and we just got trashed in his backyard and just talked. And I was like, if, if they had heard that, if anybody had heard that, you know, kind of how this one started, it has to have been, we didn't get yet. trashed, but oh. no, no, we had, a, I had a few drinks. I don't think the, uh, Carlito didn't touch anything because he no. says he gets violent when he drinks. So I don't know if that's a creation thing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Once I've met it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still considers himself the creation sensation. Uh, but, you know, no, we were just talking and then we yeah. looked at each other and go, why didn't we just record what we just talked about? And I'm like, yeah, more and more people should start podcast yeah. construction. There was this part of me that was like, that's ridiculous. Right. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start bringing it up naturally. And everyone was like, you need to do that. And, and here we are. Yeah. I'm telling you, Sean, all we cared about in the beginning, we all just told ourselves, if one person's listening, we're fine with it. Totally. My totally mom's listening. I know it. she's listening. We have more than one person. You have more than one person. No, there's lots of people listening. You'd be surprised. A lot of people want to understand that they're not the only ones in the same boat. Right. Everyone's going through a lot of the similar things that uh, we all went through or are going through, right? So mm -hmm. where do you want to begin this little adventure, man? Oh, it's your barbecue, man. 20 years ago. How young are you? You're younger than 36. me. Oh, you're a baby. I Holy know. cow, man. You're a baby. So you started as a kid. Yeah, well, it's. It, it, I felt like any asshole that with a with a, a wheelbarrow wanted me pushing it. I was like, uh, out of grade eight, I was five eleven and like one hundred and eighty pounds. Holy was fucking huge! <laughs> uh, the the so off the concrete, you pretty much. Yeah, yeah. We, I did a lot of landscaping and like, I don't know. I remember my buddy rolling a boulder out the back of a truck, and I caught it to put it down. Yeah, like I, I think of stuff like that, and I'm just like, well, that that do killed, it today. That kills you. Yeah, <laughs> do it today. Yeah, no. 
Not at all, right? But it's, uh, I didn't really get serious until maybe 16 years ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 15 years ago. So why the love to drywall? Where's the love for drywall? Um, It's kind of the makeup at the end. Yeah. You know? Um, The other part of it is I frame. So uh, I like to frame and board and then tape. Okay. uh, Because you can just make everything perfect all the way along. You're responsible for... There's no one to fucking no. say they fucking. You can you. only argue it with yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy drywall was the kind of the first love, you know? I was a sales guy until then. Yeah. Selling what? Everything. Everything. Construction I, sales? Or? No. No. So I left high school when I was like 16 and started knocking on doors for Sprint Canada's long distance. Honestly, dude. And like getting spat wow. on in One a of the suit. worst, huh? But it's the best way to learn. Ding dong, yeah. who are you? I'm selling something. Yeah. Kiss my ass. You used to ask out. for a glass of water. Because then you'd have that. Would it work? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, it's so hot. You got a, <laughs> you got a glass of water? Sprint Canada. I remember that. Yeah, man. so then my whole journey, somebody would go, what the fuck are you selling this for? Like, come with me and sell these knives or this water purification or whatever. And I got to the point where I was running a sales team out of um, Toronto for a future shop. Okay. It was wicked. We're oh, going way back. Okay. Commission, dude. Wow. Yeah. We had a guy that year make 10 grand on Boxing Day. Yeah. On pure commission. Yeah. Wow. But like, he was an animal and like half of it got returned. But like, <laughs> he was just like this. Oh, yeah. It, you know. Half of it got returned. It's going to change your life. <laughs> That's how he was telling <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was that infomercial guy. Totally. He just made it yeah. work. Huh? Yeah, he'd walk. Your marriage will be better because of this vacuum. Absolutely. That kind of thing, right? Yeah, you want to lose weight? This TV is going to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was great. You were just taking notes? Uh, kind of, yeah. Well, uh, the guy that I was, I'm not sure if I should say his name, but Ryan Vandrell uh, was running the store, and he was like kind of the last of the old school sales guys where like you would not get the sale, and your boss would go, you better get out there and get it or don't come back. So like, you know, he would stand there like this, like just perpetual movement energy looking, looking for the gazelle yeah that's, that's it. it was hunting is yeah, what you're right exactly what it was. um but in this nerf situation so you had this like absolute murderer and and he's like but don't do that just so, like be, have have some integrity here but this is how you should do it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it got good um but you learn things from him as well tons, too right tons even about life right yeah. like everything's open close and whatever young same age as you guys or no he was I don't think he was 10 years older than me, but okay. it was close. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was It was good. We used to watch Boiler Room every Saturday. We'd come in early. <laughs> and throw it on the screen. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit much, but like we were like running the world at a future shop, right? It was a good thing to do in my 20s. You're too young. to. You, sh- you guys would have been watching Wall Street instead of bol- Boiler Room, right? Yeah. Because Boiler Room is basically just knock off of Wall yeah. Street, When right? I found Wall Street, I was like, this yeah, is the that's one. That's a different story, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. And then I went uh, out of town uh, learning how to frame board tape. And I never... From whom? So it was DBN, the drywall acoustics out of uh, St. Catharines. But uh, they had like what I would consider like a bad company, you know? Like nobody wanted to work with anybody out there. Everybody was rough around the edges. And we just worked our ass off. And as long as you were doing that, nobody cared. Okay. But if you were like a slacker on site, you weren't there for long. Okay. Yeah, it was like a... You were weeded out fast? He was pretty abusive, yeah. Was he? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But I liked it. And it was... After about a month of it, you were like, he's not abusive. He wants you to do your job, right? And if you don't want to do your job, go home. Because it just made more work for the rest of us. Where was he finding guys? Or where were the guys finding... There was, it was a huge company. Oh, I, okay. I don't know if it, if it was huge, but 
<clears throat> if we called for reinforcements, they were there. Yeah, it was crazy. So we would show up and build the exterior, board it, and then start framing the inside. And when it was time to board, they just like sent guys. I never touched taping the whole time I was with them. They would just send tapers. So how fast were they boarding things? Uh, pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, well, you'd board it up to the tops and then move on, right? And then when it was double layer, they were making double money. So they were moving pretty quick. Wow. Uh, but doing the tops took the guys that, I don't want to say with the brains, but, you know, with the brains. <laughs> you had to be smarter about how you laid it all out and get it, right? Yeah. Because you were mostly using 12s. Um, Did they get as high as that or no? They were... I don't think we were. No. Like, just, well, like the boarders would come in and do things. So they were probably using 12s, okay. the stand-ups. Um, we would come to almost like the last four or six feet and do all the tops around the wind bracing and the pipes and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but once we started framing, it was it was over, right? Like I loved it. I loved it. It's not an easy trade, eh? Like it's it's not an easy trade to perfect. It's easy to fuck up. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Mm. It's really easy to fuck up, but it's not an easy trade to perfect. Yeah, I, I think that's why I like it still because okay. it's the first time that I put a laser on a piece of track and shot it and it was perfect. I was like, "Yep, this is it." It's because there's like close and there's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. And then how long? Because you, you didn't get started in mudding right away. You, so you got muddy and afterwards, was it a confidence thing or was uh, it just... Pat wouldn't let me. I, I was always like, uh, I don't know if it was because he had a worker under him or if okay. he knew that taping sucks. Because if you're not framing, boarding, taping, you're at the mercy of the last guy. Yeah. And, and your product has to be the way that it would be if it was perfect. I thought the rock stars of that whole trifecta is the taper. Oh, yeah. Right. So they you make things beautiful, yeah. but if they look like shit before you start, you it's can't a make lot it of work. Oh, you can. It but just takes work. forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then everything's on a timeline, right? So um, I started taping on my own, though, just because I, I, I wanted to, right? Yeah. Where were you picking up the tips? Anywhere. Oh, no, nowhere. I was just like caking it on the wall and sanding it back to where I thought was appropriate. <laughs> So how much was on the floor? Oh, just all of it. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. But I, I mean, in all honesty, listen, I was like that in the beginning. It's yeah, all, you, you, you figure out how to feather. Yeah. You figure out how much material to put on there. You figure out, but that's a trial and error. You can't, I guess you can't really teach it. You have to, it's you like the force or something. Like that. You got to do it, right? Yeah, the force. It's, it's, it's just what it is. I, I don't like think, that. I don't think you, I can see a person trying to teach that. You, you can show people how and show them how you do it but that like the muscle memory of it or whatever you got it you just got to do it there's a finesse going on with whatever if you're a knife you're a trowel you're a hawk you're a pan whatever it is like you mm -hmm. have to figure out what your body works with regarding all that yeah, stuff i've tried to pick up a trowel half a dozen times yeah and it's just weird you're a knife guy yeah I'm I'm a knife guy mostly, but yeah. I know a lot of guys just live by trowels, right? And well, I think it. it's smoother too. Like yeah. I, I like it. I just I can't do it. Machining, you're all machining it now. I I quit taping. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, like you can't do your corners properly. Sanding when you when it's not perfect, you're just sanding all the time, and then you're coming back for touch ups. When I picked up the mach machine stuff, I was like, this is mint. And then and then it was fun again. Like yeah. uh, a good friend of mine, like like I said, he got. <clears throat> pretty well known on Instagram and it, he was with Columbia and he, it was like skateboarding was in high school. I keep referring to it like that where it was cool. It was that thing you wanted to do, but like, you're probably never going to do it, but you could appreciate it. And then, uh, I, I took a job 
uh, as a site super where the guy said I could frame board tape if I wanted to. Okay. So it was like the best of both worlds for me. But I, I told the signing bonus was the Columbia tools. I was like, you buy that I'm in. And I'd never used them before. I said I did. Um, so you just lied. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking, yeah. but everybody lies. Right. I knew that I would be that good as what I said. Give it would, me the tool. That's right. You'll figure it out. It. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So it was good. But I mean, these tools nowadays, it's really not so much about the tool as much as the maintenance of the tool and taking care of that tool. 100%. Otherwise, fine. The first one right out of the gate, mm-hmm. your sea biscuit. After that, yeah. six dog meat. Six months in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you, that, that's what people slowly forget. Like, they don't realize you got to maintain this crap. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it becomes an issue. Or buy new shit. I'd, right? That's the other part of it. If you're the type, like, I don't wash buckets. I throw them out. I, I don't care. Really? The amount of time that it takes me to sit there and fuck around, get covered in everything, and it's three bucks. Next. Gone, use a yeah. new bucket, start yeah. from scratch. Super wasteful, I get it. Wait, speaking of which, why are buckets, um, you mix some stuff inside of it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's a hole somehow. Hairline crack hole at the bottom. Yeah. You got water in it, and all of a sudden there's a puddle underneath, and you're like, I know water didn't spill out of that bucket. Yeah, no, you punch the side so of it. So why? Your... What, it's got to be the plastic is probably getting thinner, and now you're using a mixing blade inside there. So the mixing blades that I use are like a level five, and they're only about this big. Yeah. And it, it kind of creates more of a tornado as opposed to a mix. Like yeah. those big paddles, I think, for are for concrete. Yeah. Um, but if you're spinning those around and, and you do this, you're slapping that plastic pretty hard. So all of a sudden you, you, yeah. you create a crack at that point. Yeah. And then, and then you're covered in it. Everything's covered in it. I, I lay down a sheet of drywall and put all my stuff on top of that now. Yeah. Because it's like this particular spot is going to be toast <laughs> by the end of it. But that's how, it, that's how the pros do it, man, to get yeah. it all prepared, right? I've seen it on the internet. Do you guys, uh, I know that Gary was actually doing a show, a uh, job recently. And all of a sudden things changed as they do. Mm-hmm. All the drywall got covered up with no work, eh? Wasn't originally planned. Okay. But then the drywaller that actually did the work saw the post, and he was like, wait a minute, is that so-and-so job, right? And yeah. he goes, yeah. He goes, what the fuck? Why is it all millwork? He goes, they changed it. They added all this millwork. Mm-hmm. So he spent all this time and effort doing all these joints, sanding, getting it all ready, primed everything, all this other crap. Yeah. Then the millwork comes in, just covers it all up, and then this is when you wish that because it could save cost at that time right oh, totally it could save time on the schedule time on the schedule yes but it, you're not going to go and half do something no you won't but it's it's almost like okay if clients get, know that they're going to put crown yeah don't be asking the tapers to start doing the corners right save that cost totally right but then they're back of their mind they're thinking well let's just do the corners because if we change our mind about not putting crown in then we have that option right well, plan B at that point, right? But yeah. if you know you're committed to crown, then why do you need to do the joint, the corners? Right. You don't need to do it, right? But I know that a lot of drivers get a little upset, a little tweaked about that because it's like they spend all this time. It's like your effort. art. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's covered up. Well, it's still there. It's just been covered up. Shot, mm. shot with some finishing nails, that's all. Yeah. There's a million <laughs> holes in it. I, uh, I always say that um, <clears throat> like the taping community at that high level is just like a dick measuring competition because it's like oh, yeah. how perfect and straight and symmetrical is everything that no one's ever going to see. <laughs> it's just for us. And, and then you personally walk away from that like, hmm, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you post it. But the customer never sees it. They don't it, care so much about nobody that. Nobody cares. Yeah. At that point, they're just looking at it as just a, it's a wall. That's all it is. Yeah, I don't see anything. What what color am I going to paint? Mm. Th- what Chantilly lace am I going to paint this? 
What to, you know, like basically, and then figure out what the rug's going to be, mm-hmm. wh- whatever the furnishings, all that crap on there, right? I never see that, so which is nice. I, I I'm always curious about drywallers and why more clients are not willing to go level five. Yeah, you know what I mean, and actually do full skim coats. Go back to the traditional way. I know that in Europe they do a bunch of that stuff, mm-hmm. but they're also dealing with concrete walls, so it's all parging and things like that. But yeah. that's that gives you a nice consistency on that board, right? Yeah. And it looks beautiful because I, I I still see joints. Doesn't matter how nice they are, I still see where mud is. I know where the butt joints are. I know where the joint. I know I know where the nails are. I know yep. where everything is. Right? You get that eye for it. You got it. So if you skim the whole thing and just and I know that the paint companies got involved and they started creating their level five kind of paint. Yeah. Okay. It's not the same thing. As not as mud level five, right? Oh, like it's a the thick viscosity. It's a very kinda. thick, yeah. And then nice. it gets sprayed on, and then it kind of just settles, and it gives you that kind of level five feeling. Hmm. It's close, yeah, but it's not. The but same. it's not the same thing. Yeah. But then again, like you said, clients don't really notice that shit. No. Only tradespeople that have been in the business or appreciate the business mm-hmm. will see that shit, right? Uh, we were building uh, the Vision Brampton, massive building, and there there was a stairway, kind of one, two, three up. Okay. And uh, the, the guy that I had come in and tape it, he's looking at it and he's like, this is all windows. I got to level five this whole thing. Yeah, it was like a it. 30 foot wall by 20 and he yeah. did it. No extras, nothing. Um, but that's exactly what you were saying. Sunlight. Right? You could walk away from that and go, hmm, or you could do it properly. Yeah. Clients don't even understand that one. No. Seeing direction of sunlight and what's going to happen. And all of a sudden you'll see all that well, Everything's stuff. covered up. And yeah. then you pay everybody and take everything down and go, oh. And then you move in, and now yeah. you have a beautiful, long, sunny day, and you're like, I can see everything now. Yeah. It's a bummer. So you're not taping anymore? Uh, I do. Yeah. I, I, I take on, um, I'm very fortunate. So at the beginning of last year, I started, uh, I was approached to, for contract work, running big sites. Okay. And it, it was attractive. Very attractive. So I took it. More um, money, less responsibility. Yeah, like a security. Lot, a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's like six to two or seven to three. Like not it's eight, eight hours, dude. Yeah. Not bad yeah. Hour. And, and if I, if I can rock the week, sometimes you get your Friday, like and it's salary. Like it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a so win. You didn't take it. I, well, I took it. Oh, you took <clears> it. Okay. All right. uh, but now I, I'm not feeding myself off the other stuff so I can be picky with the clients. I can, you know, walk in and take a look at the board and go, well, I don't think so. Okay. O- or I need, 15 days because I'm only going to be here four or five hours a day after my other job Got on it. the weekends, things like that. Got it. Um, we did a lot of jobs like that, that we lost. Um, it just wasn't a win at the end of the day, even if it was financially, it didn't feel like one. Okay. Um, so we're, we're, I'm, a, I'm a lot more picky now, which is good, but I, but which, I love running the tools, right? I, yeah. I did a, a basement and a bathroom for free. <laughs> <laughs> the last quarter uh, last year. Why? Just I wanted to run the tools. That's all it was, really. You wanted yeah. to just get wet again, really? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. I'll do it for free if it's for myself. Yeah, well, <laughs> and you, you know, you know, people. It's good karma points too. I always yeah. feel that. Yeah, a sucker for pain a little bit too. I want to ask you what mud, what mud are you preferring these days? Mm. Well, there's only what three types on the market. Yeah, I. I am not particular to any, to be honest. You'll make any mud work. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like it to be in a bucket, so they, it's been certainteed. But now CGC's come out with the bucket too. I, I think I'm more particular to them, to be honest, just because they've got the different machine mud and the you know red and green. Yeah, got, you know. So why not? Um, but then I got to buy the bucket, so that that's kind of what's made it 
for me, to be honest. It's kind of a shitty it's answer. It's cheaper for them to be in the boxes. Um, yeah, probably. What well, it's got to be. I don't know. Someone could send their hate mail. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But you got to wonder how much material is still left in that bag when you try to squeeze it out it's of the bunch. box yeah. and multiply that to the 10, 20 boxes that you use on a job site. Mm-hmm. And that probably accounts for half a box, if not more. Like per site? Yeah. Probably per s- more than that. Probably more, right? Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, they're getting a free box yeah. of mud every time, right? Multiply how many jobs that are going on. And all that. I, I totally think that that's a, uh, I don't know, cornflakes in the box and the box has gotten smaller and there's less volume side kind of mentality. It's marketing Yeah. at that point, right? Yeah, bucks, bucks to whatever. That's how I look. Listen, man, we all get savvy when we get into the, the supplier stores and all yeah. of a sudden we're walking around and going, well, hang on a sec. They're making more money off of me. They're charging me more. Yeah. They're giving me less and they're making more money off of me. So I got to transfer that over to the client at that point, right? Well, and that's what it all comes down to if you're good, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you start to realize little fluctuations like that and you start incorporating it. Other people are like, ah, oh, you know, it's kind of my price and this has always been the price. But it's like, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. how this shit works. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those guys year one where I, I, I always feel like I'm, I don't know, like I could do more, you know? What but do you it, mean? Like you come into a client's house and something happens and you're like, I could just fix that instead of... But it's not part of your scope. It's not fucking anywhere close to And they're to not scope. paying for yeah, it. In exactly. the beginning, I agree with you. I was mm-hmm. the same way. It's like, why not do this? Since we're already here and we ripped this apart and this is going to get renovated, or would you be interested in doing this? I mean, for the most part, they would say yes, they were interested, mm-hmm. but then the numbers started coming in. They would downsize. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, as a tradesperson, you're thinking, well, I could just do that because I'm there already and I right. know how to do, just do that, right? So... And it would be better at the end of the day, right? Uh, yeah. But they don't uh, see they want it, but they don't want to pay you Bingo. for doing that. Yeah. Like right now, I'm I'm renovating my own basement into a unit. Nice. I've spent more time and effort and cursing <laughs> because I'm moving so many mechanical components yep. and plumbing components and electrical components to basically make my life easier later on. Right. So I'm already like trenching, running new lines for, for bathroom drains and everything like that. And I'm like, well, that clean out could just move two feet that way. And now all of a sudden this room's got no clean out in it. And now I've got a full room with no clean out in right. it in a basement. So I'm, I was actually fortunate enough to move out of five clean outs. I moved four of them. Nice. I only had to move one technically to actually do the project. Yeah. But the other three, all of a sudden, I said, I could just literally move it. One was maybe four or five feet the furthest that it got moved, right? Not bad. So I'm like going, yeah, but, but the problem is that you're breaking <coughs> concrete for all of those where they are and where they're going. Right. So then it became like a whole war zone of all these holes because you're moving them back and forth. Yeah. And then it just became like you're destroying the concrete, removing all the old concrete, you're bringing in new concrete. Yeah. And then like the pipework was nothing. But then I look at it like, that's the best spot for a cleanout right there. It's out of the way in a mechanical room, accessible for future if you ever need it. Right. So I just started looking at it like, I'm already here. I'll just change this. I'll move it and I'll, I'll organize it better, right? Yeah. And the Sparkies are doing the same thing for me right now when they're running a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, this is brilliant. Great. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wish clients would see the value in doing all those little things. Yeah. Because in the end, it actually makes your home much better and more maintenance friendly right like i actually have been calculating 
the exact amount of space that I need just for the furnace area. Okay. Yeah. So exactly where the walls are going to be that you can still service this whole, you can service the hot water tank. You can still service the clean outs, the yeah. two that are in you're there. In there like this. Yeah. You, you're yeah. not. And then also I'm, I asked the sparkies to go in there and I'm like, put three lights in here. I want three, yeah. one here, one here, one here. Cause when you turn the switch on, I want this to be like fully lit. I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to be like coming in here with a work light or a flashlight or whatever to yeah. do the service. In. I want them to just turn the light on, do the service in. See, but that to me is correct. I always tell people it's like the matrix, right? Now, when you get that eye, you just see everything and like, oh, this would work better if. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're in your position, you can do that. And then it, it will work out, obviously, for somebody else. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I'll share it on a future show where I'll talk about, because I'll break down the costs and I'll figure yeah. it out. Obviously, I'm doing everything myself. And I got Sparky's coming and doing their work. And I got HVAC doing their work because I even calculated to figure out to move the furnace. Okay. Not move it, flip it, 180. So then I could have more space on the back end for the actual unit, and then I can have it accessible from the front end on my side. Oh, as opposed to working on the other side of it. And then moving the hot water tank three feet away from the furnace, so then I still have two feet in front of the furnace to service that and then service the hot water tank. Mm -hmm. So I actually figured out exactly the perfect amount of space that you need to service all this crap. Mm -hmm. And But the thing is, I want to break down the numbers to explain to clients that I go, listen, stop listening to idiots on TV or people that write articles for HGTV yeah. because they don't know what they're talking about and then exactly present the numbers that would it cost to do all this stuff. So then later on, because you will have to change your furnace and you will have to service a hot water tank and you will have to do all these things during the course of the house. And so you might as well make life easier for the service people that come in to do this, man. Yeah. Everybody wants that little bit off of price wise. And when I walk into a situation where it's going to be a cakewalk anyways, I'm like, yeah, all right right so if you had somebody coming in to move a furnace and they don't have to like be a gymnast to do that you know and they go hey can we get a cutback the guy's gonna go sure right this is, there's there's two hours of not fucking around that i you know what i mean it's funny yeah the clients do ask for a little bit off every it's time insane. so yeah. then why can't we turn around and say can i take a little bit off the scope that i gotta do originally That'd be great right yeah. i can't do that no because you guys are like i could cut corners yeah but i'm not going to do that but could you I can't do that. No. It's the reason why you, you're doing certain things. And I'm like, you're already here. Like, just get this done. It's done, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm even going as far as I already know that there's going to be a future deck. So I'm already going to put in the through bolts. Nice. Because I won't have access to get those through bolts in later later on. Right. So you got like, everything open. Yeah. So it's that, might as well do it now. It's just, what does that mean? It takes me like two seconds to drill a half inch hole to run the thread, put mm -hmm. the nut and washer on the other side. And then the bolt's there. And then you know it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you're into the rim board, right? Mm -hmm. Traditional rim dimensional lumber, not the OSB rim board. Yeah, they're like... I don't understand that shit, but that's engineering shit. There's a lot of... Like, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. I really wish that... Like, even with drywalling, they, they would go back to the full skim. I think that that's where it should start. And I think closets should only be taped, butt joints. Yeah, okay. Uh, you heard of Fresco Harmony yet? Why does that sound familiar? Uh, it's like um, um, trying to think of what the what the expensive part of it would be. Venetian plaster, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. But it's mud. So you, you color it, and then you texture it, put it on the wall, and then that's your paint, your mud and tape, and then you just seal it. There's Are you no dabbling sanding. with that stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to. CSR just picked it up. Uh, Nick Harmon owns it, and uh, we've been back and forth a lot. I'm excited about it. But the, I want to get into some of that shit. Fuck, it's cool, man. 
It's super cool. The, some of the stuff that Nick does, he's like an OG, right? He's like 15 years into it. But some of the stuff he does, he swirls second colors into it, and it's wild. Down in Albuquerque, they're like spraying full houses with it. Exterior, interior? Interior. Really? Yeah, and there's a texture to it. But there's a little bit of troweling still afterwards that you have to do or no? Um, yeah. If uh, the guys that are spraying it, I think they're using sand. So you have really? a heavy, heavy grit sand, and then you come back the second one with a lesser grit sand. I could be wrong. Sorry, Nick. No, no. Um, but as you're troweling it, it's kind of like stucco, where you've got uh, a bunch of pores from the heavier, and then the lighter goes in and just smooths it. But it's not smooth, you know? Uh, everything down there is bullnose, too. I'm interested to see how we're going to implement it up here. The way I'm looking at it is like like what you got here behind you, that feature wall. Yeah. You do a you know nice feature wall because uh, the company that I that I contract with, we do a lot of like designer work. Okay. So you got a big office of some guy, and what are you going to put on the wall, right? Yeah, we'll pitch them the fresco. They do the bullnose because a lot of that stuff down there is concrete-based, right? Oh, okay. So they're trying to get more of that authentic thing. Okay. I know bullnose has never really taken off here in Canada. It's super difficult. I, I've never used it enough to get good at it, I should it's say. It's actually, well. It's just like inside corners. And yeah, stuff. I'm going to try to mess with something. Because like, I, I, back in my head when I started doing the the, ba- the rental, I started thinking about how I can use it a certain way. And I'm going to try to figure out how I can use it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the bowl nose that has a transition to the baseboard. Where it comes out to that. Yeah, yeah. so then you can actually do your 90 baseboard. I just find that, to me, it looks like a mistake. Yes, I think that if it's a bullnose, I think it should be clean and it should go right down to the bottom of the, the floor. floor. Yeah. That's what I think, right? Same. But, um, yeah, everyone's different. I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. how I can use it somehow. But, I mean, it's I, I kind of like it. Me too. I like the look of it. Um, but I guess it's like, you know what's been crazy lately is wallpaper. You know what? More and more I'm seeing it, and it's nice. Like, it, it doesn't look like shit. That's goes for back sure. to, like... Gone are the days that a whole house is drywall. You're getting yeah. covered up by paper. You're getting covered up by trim. You're doing plastering techniques. You're doing, like, gone are the days. I don't think clients want flat walls anymore. I think it's boring, right? Um, they just don't have the money for art or anything like that. Well, it could Definitely be not too. family photos. That's the, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a bunch of different pictures of people put together. <laughs> <laughs> let, me do, let me do a little history here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think this has come up once before, but I actually wanted to just remind everybody the term blue collar. Okay. So it's used to describe a type of work that is typically characterized by manual labor, a lack of professional or white collar status, Oof. and a low level of educational or vocational requirements. The term is thought to have originated from blue colored work shirts that manual workers often wore, in contrast to the white shirts worn by office workers and managers, were, which were considered to be white collar jobs. The term has been traditionally used to describe jobs in manufacturing, construction, mining, and other similar industries. Industries. However, it can also include certain types of service jobs such as janitors, security guards, and truck drivers. Blue collar workers often earn lower wages and have less job security than white collar workers, but they are often seen as the backbone of the economy. Totally. And I would say there's probably more white collar in prison than blue collar these days. I yeah, we're too busy <laughs> to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sean, where do we want to go from here, man? Brawley's Dad Construction at Brawley's Dad Construction and then uh, Brawley's Dad Construction at gmail.com. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, I'm just getting into YouTube. Okay. Um, you like it? I, I, I'm still, my feet are just wet, you know? So it, it seems like it's a it's lot. It's a vicious machine. Yeah. 
But it's nice that you get different people finding you through it. That's what I'm finding. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys have talked about on your show? Uh, mostly the just the industry. I know you had Stephen Royce on there from Three Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, um, you know, what we got into a little bit with that is, um, you know, their product is is great for sure for, you know, guys that are um, not as skilled. You know what I mean? But yeah. what, what we got into, which I didn't understand, uh, was it like the money aspect of it. Okay. Like Royce is a little bit of a genius, right? He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And he does like this stopwatch stuff and starts to understand where his time is going. And and that three-way starts to cut things down. But when we started talking about it, he was like, um, you could pick up a laborer, right? And then to get him to a point where he's making you money, you're a long time. Uh, That's almost any trade. Right. So these three-ways take up the most time. And then you've got this thing that a laborer could do. So do that. Yeah. Right. So now the kid's at least paying for himself to learn to do the rest. Yeah. Um, and if he fucks it up, pull it down. The thing's three bucks. Yeah. Right. So th- that was that was kind of a little bit more um, what we because I've talked about I've talked to them since uh, and, and we're we're going to see if we can get them out there a little bit more. Um, I, I, I would like to do anything where it, it gets guys to pick up younger guys to show them. If somebody showed me at 17 that I could do this, I'd be a very different situation. Why aren't more go- more guys doing that? Because it's not worth their time. Uh, so that's what it is. Yeah, it's like uh, 80% of these kids don't want to work. It, it's right. They want to like... They just want to make money. Make apps and yeah. It's uh, be given money. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they obviously think that their worth is higher than what they really have in return. But it's it's that old um, hard times create soft men or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, I grew up in a, in a house. We didn't we didn't want for much. Yeah. Um, like dad was always working, right? Um, but if if you're not understanding that it's because he's working so much that we're not wanting for much. If you just grew up in a situation where this is what life is. Yeah. Right. And if I'm going to move out, I'm going to need all this money. So it's too much comparison these <clears throat> days. Yeah. All these kids are comparing themselves to other kids of other parents that have other things that are going on right so Mm -hmm. when you start hearing about certain people i guess their parents are retired at 50 have four or five houses spend six months of the year in spain in one of the houses yeah that's that child is is being compared to by another child right Mm -hmm. and they're like well that's where i should be yeah but not necessarily it's not for everybody yeah you may not be that same situation it's not that you have to work your ass off or anything like that yeah but i mean why not work I, I'm telling you, that when people ask me, the, what, my favorite conversation is when people sit around and talk about what they do if they won the mil, the uh, lottery. Yeah. And I did nothing different. It's just for me. <laughs> so I would like build houses from the ground up myself and then live in them for a bit till I'm bored and sell it. Yeah. Like that, that's what I would do and I would be happy. I'd be happy. Now I would vacation a lot more. You know, everything would be Build new. houses in different countries. That's what I mean. You know, go go travel the country and go, oh, man. I would totally be game with building houses in different countries yeah, and just figure view. out which rules to piss off there and then build them there, right? So yeah. what do you mean I can't do it that way? Well, sure. Yeah. I'd like to do it that way. How do we figure that out? Does yeah. it this little envelope of money help mm. me figure it out? <laughs> well, when you got unlimited envelopes, man, <laughs> you can do some cool shit, right? Not saying that there's corruption, I guess, in construction all over the world, but mm-hmm. I am saying there's corruption in That's construction right. all over the world. Not saying there is, but uh, <laughs> there is. <laughs> I said just... There. 
I don't know. I think if it comes with humans, I mean, they're the most vicious species on this planet. Totally. And it's all driven by monetary. So mm -hmm. if, if you can corrupt somebody, it's going to be a human being. That's where that be humble comes from. Yeah. I, I have to, it's more for me than anyone else. It's just like settle down, right? Go do something for someone else if you're getting too wound up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. It's a good feeling, actually. I love it. I, yeah, I don't know. I love doing good, man. Why not teach? That's where my head's getting to now is I used to um, I used to be in a situation where I was teaching all the time and I got a lot from that. Um, but I don't know, like I, I thought about doing it and I brought a couple of guys in that, that first two years and, and it was rough, man. Yeah. So it was like, okay, now I'm, I'm losing money now trying to teach and I, I can't do that. Right. So then the more somebody knows when you bring them in, the more bad habits you have to unteach them first. And the people that are so young that they don't know anything can't drive yet. You know what I mean? They got to. Or they don't have a car. Yeah. You know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Like there's, there's always hurdles. I'd, I kind of thought that's where we were going to get to last year before I picked up the contract work. It's, uh, I've talked to guys that have done like. Um, like not a trade show at a school, but you know what I mean? Like there's like a shop class and they'll let you uh, take a kid on for a semester. Yeah. I would love to do that. Just co-op students. Co-op. Okay. That's exactly yeah. what I'm looking at. Yeah. But a lot of people in the business, they've tried it. They've mm -hmm. had bad experiences with it and then they don't really want to do it anymore. I was fortunate enough to have summer students through other people's companies and it was a nightmare. Was it? What was what was the bad part? It, uh, showing up for work. They for, don't even show for up for one. So we would leave the shop at five. No, five fifteen. Kay. So on the road for five thirty. Okay. I'd get there at five because the owner of the company would get there at five. So it you know kind of makes sense. Yeah, here I am. Yeah, uh, and then you'd wait around. But I mean, I'm there for a half an hour, and you still can't get here. Like, come on, guys. And then when they got there, they're useless because they're kids. But so I don't expect you to do much. I expect you to show up and they just wouldn't. They're just showing up with crusties in their eyes and they just, mm. they just literally woke up from spending up all night kind of thing. You would have a discussion with them. Uh, what did you do last night? Oh, you know, I got home, had a nap. And I, was, home, I, was up to, nap. I, I was up till three o'clock and then I went back to bed. Okay. Well, that was two hours before you were supposed to be at work. Why were you up at till? Exactly. And they would have answers for you that were like, where is that real in real life? Is that an answer? You know, well, you know, on YouTube. Do they learn? My friends. <sighs> but they're not learning the lesson that this is not right? No. And I, I think that's where I'm so fortunate for the people that taught me. It, is it, there, it was a hard road, right? That like people being hard on you when you're fucking up is important. Uh, yeah. But there's no more of that, right? Because you're hurting people's feelings. But it's like your feelings should be hurt if you're an idiot. Like not an idiot, but I mean like. If, if you make a mistake, yeah. you should be well aware that a mistake was made mm -hmm. and it was made by you. I'm not saying that you should be taunted no. and ridiculed, but you should be aware that you made a mistake. Correct. And then understand where it went wrong. And then obviously don't try to make it happen again. Right. But understand how to make it better the next time around so mm -hmm. you don't make that same mistake because i guarantee you you will make another mistake and i'll tell you again that you made another mistake <laughs> but that's how you learn that is in, in my opinion one of the biggest parts of of being a leader is letting people fail 
accurately, like, uh, you know, and under supervision, let them yeah. fail. Where everybody's ass should pucker up and go, oh, I fucked that up. Should I lie about it? Should I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Can I, I hide it? it? Uh, oh, he's going to be mad. <laughs> Everyone should feel that. And then when they come back with, with their tail between their legs, you tell them, hey, man, it's all good. <laughs> this is how we're going to fix it. You know, or you, you ride them a little bit and then show them how to fix it. And they're like, oh, that's not a big deal. No, it's not. But like, you can't just fix it. You got to allow people to go through that emotion of, of doing it. Same with pressure. You got to let people feel pressure, right? Even if it's not real pressure. I did that all the time where I was like, we got to finish this this week, right? And we'd had three weeks on the calendar to do it. So you push, just push, to push. kind of push them, yeah, right? Why not? Because then they can understand yeah. that, that that's the importance of it. So down here with us, we failed this week. It was a hard week, right? But in the office, when I'm back there, they're like, you guys are crushing it. Yeah, I know. It's actually a good way to look at that's it. It's so like smart, that. man. Yeah. You're, it's your universe when you're teaching, right? It's yeah. your classroom, yeah. Every trade should be doing that, should be teaching them, understanding that instead of... But then also the kids that are trying to learn, they should be stepping up for that. Yeah. And they shouldn't be intimidated to the point where it's like, well, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. This is construction, man. There's no time for feelings, right? Soft skin. Uh, that's how it is, right? Which isn't even fair because a lot of the women that are in the industry have soft skin and they're kicking ass too. Like, yes. So there's no fucking excuse yeah. anymore. Like, it's, uh, you know, on these Facebook groups, you know, oh, you, you, hit, you hit screws like a girl. And I think of, like, five of the girls that would kick your ass <laughs> if you guys went up against each other. You know what I mean? So I'm like, thanks. I'm good with that. Um, <clears throat> I always had this thought with women in the trades. So, uh, same thing when I was teaching, Yeah. when I find a guy that, when I find a person that deserves the focus, right? We're going to definitely stay late. We're going to definitely work on the weekends. Okay. And then on the hard days, we're probably going to go for dinner and just, you know, just have unwind. a couple of drinks yeah. and unwind. Yeah. Tell me what you're stressed about. In my opinion, that's a real leader. You're taking care of someone while teaching them. Now, if that's a woman, the perception from outside is very different. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I don't think that's fair um, because you're going to have guys that are like, this is the one, but all this other shit is, is going to be in the way of that. Yeah. And, and that's hard. Um, I don't, I think we're getting past that. Uh, but I, I can imagine in the beginning that was a nightmare. No, it, it, because it was... Um it was the last, I guess, safe, masculine mm -hmm. environment. Yeah. I just left my home that has, you know, I've got 15 daughters and I've got my wife mm -hmm. and I got the mother-in-law, whatever, all that stuff. A lot and of so estrogen. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I come to the job site and I want it to be my last masculine haven or something, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the old school guys. I think that the new school guys are, are understanding that this environment is both of us. Yeah. And, and, and it should be. My understanding of being a man isn't doing all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm past that. It's like, I act the same way. Now, my language is a little different, and my jokes are a little more offside, but I act the same way around my mother that I do at work because I treat everyone the same. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, now, you know, my mom's not a big fan of my <laughs> language. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but it, it, there's little things that you do but it's everybody has to be treated the same like back when i was in sales the regional guy would come around and i would do nothing different and everyone oh, he's coming you fuck who's coming it, he's here just to see how guy. i operate yeah exactly and this is how i operate so you're not gonna be a different character tap just shoes on yeah no. 
be none of that. How's Brawley, like, kind of... I don't even know that kind of... What generation is he? He's not generation... What is he? Generation what? He's the one that's going to save the world. That generation, is I that think. what it is, yeah? I think so, man. Okay. There was this, like, lull of lazy. And then I, I, I start to see, like, he's in private school now just because he's really smart. Yeah. And... Like, they're in communication with other kids around the world. Like, it, it's like they're looking at real issues already, and he's 12. Wow. Um, you know, I, I think that's I, – I, I'm starting to see that here's a goal, and it's a rough one, but you can get there, and then they do it. Um, I, I don't know. We, we also kind of skimmed him past video games. Um, he never got into it? We didn't allow it. Like, we did. Um, his mom didn't. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, no violence, no guns, no killing. Um, if you were doing, playing with your toys, you defeated him, right? You didn't kill him. Things like that. Yeah. We, we grew him up. Gen- I was a fuse until I was about 18. And I, I wanted nothing to do with that for him. Okay. Um, so, like, he was reading a couple books a week real early, you know. Wow. Um, just because his mom is, like, hyper, super intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. So... <clears throat> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think we're doing it right, but I don't know if it's the parenting or if it's the generation or if it's just the time. I don't know. It could be a mix of a bunch of things, yeah. right? It's all contributing to one. There's <laughs> lots of kids out there, though, that are not like that. So it, it's. I think it's every generation has a couple. Yeah, but of his ones. group of friends, are they similar or? Yeah, well, they all come from the same place, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. We've been, we've been fortunate. Nice. Yeah. Has he been on the show? Not yet. He should be on the show. I know. He just got back from Africa. So I I was thinking about... uh, What was he doing in Africa? Uh, He was wrapping up his diving. (laughs) He's 12 years old, (laughs) right? So he's... I think he's fully... I think he's fully now with the diving. Certified. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They they stopped in a couple of different places. Um, His mom's a mineral engineer. uh, So, you know, she assesses mines and and things like that. So she's all over the place. So kind of when... uh, her husband and Brawley can tag along to some of these things. It's he's yeah he's been all over the place, man. Galapagos. I think they're going to spend. Uh, oh, I better not say it. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you after. <laughs> it's a secret. Me yeah. Tell me afterwards, man. Um, but yeah, he's 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 very traveled. Do you still have to? Um, I've always wanted to go to Africa. I haven't had a chance yet, Deb. But the, you got to get vaccine to that. No idea. That's so outside of my world. I think you have to take a bunch of shots just to... He's still taking stuff now. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So right. I, I think you have to. There's just so much shit in the water that's and the why. bugs. And yeah, that's yeah. why, right? So That's a tough place to look at, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of crazy shit going on in that part of the world. Well, it's nice that he's experiencing all that stuff. So mm-hmm. then he's going to grow up to be an interesting individual at that I think point, so. right? So yeah. does he have any interest in getting into construction? No. Nothing at all. No, he wants to be an astronaut. Wants to be an astronaut? Yeah. They need contractors up there anyway. Right? <laughs> Bring old dad. I'm not joking. They do. <laughs> they do need tradespeople up there. I'm telling you that right now. It, that's exciting. The Walt should come up with like an astronaut suit and please do not make it yellow. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Where is he? He's by the sun. I don't see him. It's all yellow. <laughs> Look for the Milwaukee trade guy. Right? Yeah. You got all the <laughs> different right. trades up there looking like the Power Rangers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
Where's Manny? Well, the blue one's over there. That's yeah. got to be Manny, right? <laughs> I could see the tool belt on the outside and everything, and all the tools there, all tethered. Like an octopus with the tethers, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what would happen, man. It'd be like Armageddon or something like that. To get oil drillers up in space instead of getting... That was a cool movie. Astronauts and trying to teach them how to drill, man. Yeah. Shut up. It's a movie. Who cares? I, I like how... <laughs> Uh, my generation growing up was so worried about like comets and like natural disasters That's and all true. that kind of stuff. That's Nobody true. gives a shit about it now, but no. it's real. <laughs> you it's know, nobody, nobody's so, so thinking true, about it. Man. Yeah. I have no idea how we got into space with contractors, but we should. We should totally get out in space with contracting. I'm in. <laughs> Taping up there would be cool. So what else are you going to be doing other than, I mean, okay, so you're you're doing the job, it's taking care of things, it's all good, mm -hmm. but are there little projects that you haven't done yet that you want to tackle yet? I, I, I've kind of dipped my hands into things that I like. This summer, I'm going to do some epoxy work. Uh, I'm going to build a table. Good luck with that, eh? I know. I hear that. It's, I've never tried it, but I hear that with your first attempt, you're going to have a leak. I fear it's, I, yeah. Everybody has a leak somehow. My cousin's got a farm. He doesn't know I'm going to ruin some of his grass. <laughs> <laughs> You'll uh, think it's perfectly sealed. Everything's fine. Yeah. But it's like you're going to be like, how oh, the hell did I miss that one? Yeah. You come out, it's this far down from the top. Like, Reach oh. out to Rob from uh, 13 Concept, Concept 13. Okay. So he does epoxy all the time, man. So yeah. he kind of knows. And same with Gary from Mare's Carpentry. Yep. So they've done it as well, too. But I just I know that everybody has talked about epoxy. They're like, there's always been a leak. The mm -hmm. first, first time out, man. Well, it's it's like water, I yeah. would assume, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it builds up pressure like concrete would, like if you've got to reinforce I everything. But uh, No, no, I don't think that you have to do. It's just more about the the viscosity of it. It's mm -hmm. just so thin, like water. So then, if there's a pinhole, it will find it. Jesus. So. Okay. Well, I'll build two tables in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, prepare yourself. That it's not a mistake. It's yeah. a lesson. That's right. There's a difference. Yeah. As simple as that. Did you learn from it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. working on the second table right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this one's much better. It's not leaking. Yeah. No. Um. I don't know. Like I, I do some custom woodworking with Judd. I got JT um, Custom Carpentry on Instagram, and and he does um, big Douglas fir things. He did a decade tiger wood. Like it's a very he's in a market like a very niche market of designer stuff, wow. and he and he lets me jump in on a lot of it. And I love those projects. When he calls, I cancel other shit. Like wow. I, I I enjoy it a lot. Is he local? He's here. Um, he's out by me. Like okay. he's out. Uh, no, he's got. He's obviously got some properties. Type of guy he's got, uh, type of guy he is. Um, but he's out between me and Guelph, Cambridge and Guelph. Okay. Yeah. Um, but same thing. It's only about a half an hour outside of his house. I think we've been as far as forty-five minutes or something. But yeah, he's he's excellent carpenter. Uh, so that kind of stuff that we do is, is really fun, and I enjoy that. I think the most because you can zero fuck ups, right? Yeah. Because it's like if you if you screw it up, the beam's gonna take. How long to get the next one? Yeah. So you, you kind of can't. Well, you got to measure 15,000 times and then cut once, right? Yeah. yeah he makes it look. That goes back to the timber framing guys. Like they're just. Yeah. They have more <coughs> procedural stuff to make sure that that one cut is actually bang on perfect mm -hmm. before they actually make that cut. So that's how we should do, right? Man, some of those like where they're, they're like trees still, and they all kind of like fit together. I don't know if they're numbered or what they're doing, yeah, like those yeah, timber yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that, but I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'd have That's a whole other, you'd have to spend some time and skill set and, and just practice yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I yeah. think every one of us, it doesn't matter which trade you are, if you're a plumber or 
uh, HVAC or anybody at the top three or whatever. I think all of us want a workshop. I'd love a workshop. I think all of us want to walk uh, just a workshop. I'm not talking about like converting a garage into a mm-hmm. workshop. I'm talking about actually, actually having a workshop space yeah. Yeah. where you can have tools all set up properly. You can have air, you know, all vacuum set up properly, everything set up properly because there's going to be those moments during the course of the year that you're just going to want to go in there and tinker. Yeah, totally. Just tinker, build something. I, I see some of these guys that have like the, uh, the vacuum set up with the hoses yeah. run and they just go and turn the dial. Yeah. And now we're right here. Now we're there. We're deflecting here. And I'd there. love to just do, that <laughs> just set them up you know call the hvac guys to come in and go here set me up a whole vacuum system here and i need a diverter here i need a diverter here why do you want diverters just get them all working yeah, on the don't same worry time. about what i'm doing i'm yeah. never gonna be using every single tool at the exact same time yeah. so i just divert man yeah no but it'd be nice to set that up i'd, I'd love to he's got he must have it, a sweet one uh, yeah, he's got like a back, like a back shed kind of thing. He, he's, uh, he's got everything in the trailer and it's all pretty well mobile. Wow. Uh, but, but the work that comes out on the other side is like, he's got a facility. It's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, it, there are very few people that my tail gets wagging like that when they call. How long are you going to be doing the current job? I don't know. It, it's you haven't given yourself a deadline. No, no, you're enjoying it. Yeah. Learning. And then. Yeah, and we have conversations that I'm the best guy he's got. And, like, uh, you know, they do half a million dollar projects and I'm on the 2.2, you know? Like, it's it, I'm there for a reason. Wow. Right? And I, I think everybody understands that. I'm given the wiggle room that I need, but when I call for backup, it's, like, it's immediate, right? So it's, it's, it's a real good place to be. Um, there's no toxic anything. I report to the owner. Um, that was all part of... of the hiring process. It's I, I've I've worked in those situations where you got a guy above you that's like all your good ideas are his good ideas and everything he fucks up is your fault. Yeah, I I was done with that. Um, and this this I, I actually when I went to take the contract I was like you know, I you know this is the way we're gonna work it and I'll wear my gear and he's like you won't be doing that actually. <laughs> really? So you know the, uh, the beginning of that. Uh, interview i was like okay well i guess we're done here and the guy was like you know sit down right let's just talk for a minute and i talked to him for about a half an hour and he's like just like me in 20 years or 30 years or however old he is uh he was a boots on the ground guy too everybody that he worked with prior to owning the company came with him which said a lot um of what he did what he built well and and how easy he is to work with and you know if you see somebody do something shady once you're not going to follow them into the fire, right? Because no. you could be next. Yeah. At least that's the way I look at things. So, and, and he's not that kind of guy. So it's, it's all easy peasy. So enjoying it right now. I really am. Yeah. Um, if I could just figure out the rest of life and not working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it'd, it'd be great. <sighs> you got that one figured out? Not yet. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what we should do is start a podcast. <laughs> It helps. I love it, actually. I'm settling down. I got another one at 7. Carlito, you, you got another one at 7 yeah, today? Yeah, 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 With yeah. who? Who do you got to talk to? Um, so, Columbia. Shout out to Columbia. Yeah. I had to. Um, it's their Anglehead month. So, okay. I got the guy that they sent the Anglehead to this month uh, coming on just to strictly talk about it. Yeah, and so I'm hoping we're going to do that every month. That's another 12 episodes for the year and so nice. on and so forth. Yeah, it's, you know, it'll probably be a half an hour. I mean, Carlito always talked about how the show is therapeutic for him, right? But oh, he, totally. He needs therapy anyway, so that's yeah. why it was working for him, right? But it is. It's just having the conversation, talking to other people, and just trying to figure out how to make the industry better. That's as simple as that, Matt. But 
the stories do that on Instagram for me a lot. Yeah. I start every morning with a big good morning and, uh, you know, talk about my day. But when I'm talking about my day in the morning, it's setting goals for the afternoon. I got to come back and tell everyone I didn't do it. Right. So you do it. <laughs> so it's, uh, every once in a while when something rattles your cage though, you've got that audience. And if they don't want to listen, don't listen. And it, it's been real good for me. It's very therapeutic. I'm actually enjoying, I get on, I get online in the morning. Mm -hmm. I share what I'm going to share. Yeah. And then I disappear for the day. Yeah. Good for you. And then at the end of the day, I take a peek at it and I see the dozens of messages that I'm looking yeah. at. And then I go one by one with them and I just respi reply. I but was shocked how. I'm di I disappear yeah. during the day. Yeah. I, I have to disappear during the day these days. I want to have my mind elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. So I want to clear and just stay more focused on other things during the day. That makes sense. So I know that people are sort of glued to social media mm -hmm. and they get that adrenaline kick and they like all that shit but i'm sorry but it's just going to be like i'm there in the morning catch mm -hmm. me in the morning and then i might be in the evening sometimes not until even the next day yeah and just how it is i feel like that adrenaline kick should not be coming from social media but it is oh it is yeah and that dopamine or whatever you're getting it's a real thing too but you know your accomplishments should come from outside of that people are forgetting to like okay swing the there's such satisfaction to swing the hammer and get that kick from there. I was sure that what I wanted to do was teach. And then I was working under a site super and I was like, you know what, what I want to do is run it. I want this is my site. I want to run the site. And I did that for like six weeks and was like, I haven't touched a tool in six weeks. And then you're walking around watching everybody. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> you, you, it is, it is like prison where you, you are going to walk around and stare at everyone fucking everything up. And you're like, I should just be doing this all myself. You're trying to step forward, trying to step forward. You can't, right. And then when you do someone at the office, fucks something up and then you're back, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't a good deal before. Um, I, I like it now. I'm a working site super. So if there's stuff to do, I'm doing it. So you'll grab it. hundred percent. They're, they're allowing you to do that. Yeah. Because he's driving you crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I could do the site. I know that a lot of guys recently have reached out to me and they're talking about considering taking jobs on yeah. like that. It's big money. I, that's what I say. I go, listen, man, just do the math. Yeah. Consider it. I mean, I'm telling you right now, just consider it. You're young. I mean, your body's going to be killing. Mm -hmm. Your body's already aching. Yeah, mine is. Why not fix it a bit and then ease up, do the math and take that site super job. Yeah, I took a look at when that contract thing came in, I took a look at what I made the year before and it wasn't quite triple, but it was definitely double. So it's still like, good money, man. That's what I mean. And then you weren't having to worry about every little thing. Nothing. You have to still worry because there's still your scope, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. Just do your job. though. Yeah, but you're not worrying about every yeah. little thing, man. You're not, you know arguing with people about when you're going to get the stuff that you've ordered you're not yeah. going to argue with the clients so you're getting paid um yeah deficiencies are deficiencies but if you do your job properly there aren't right oh it's minimal yeah as opposed to you own your own thing and it's just it's nuts all over the place what's the? Uh, i'm curious what's the one construction bone to pick that you got going on these days oh man lying like stop people lie about, about what about what their skill set skill set the amount of guys they have the quality of work that they bring to the table how quickly they're going to do things it really rattles my cage yeah and then what they're given the opportunity and then they just a lie yeah. comes front and center yeah. we, we had a framer 
who the last time that we used him, he had like 10 guys with him or something like that. So he, he did two jobs with us. And when he stopped showing up at one of them, we were like, the hell's going on here? And it's him and his kid and his daughter. And you've got two sites that we've let you bid. Unbelievable. And his work is shit. So what happened to the crew? Uh, well, with the way that this guy acts and composes himself, they, they probably all left. Yeah. Because I absolutely would have. Yeah. But, you know, you present yourself as one thing. And then can you do it? It's not sustainable, man. The guy's going to hurt. Oh, you're going to keep moving every two years? And old. then put your tap dancing shoes on to go get more work? And How then, old were the kids? Um, probably my age. Wow. Maybe I a little bit younger. Yeah. Yeah, he's an old guy. It's tough. Yeah, I just feel like there's a certain amount of integrity out there. Like, okay, so in full transparency, when I started, I used to go, okay, this is all the materials, double that, and I'll install it because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, everyone <laughs> did that. That was the <laughs> math that we used. Yeah. Yes. What will you not say no to? Basically. <laughs> then you have some experience years, and you'll be like, yeah. I like the word no. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great now. But it takes some time. Mm-hmm. I think every trade, young or old, whatever, getting into it, they just want to please. Yeah. People please. Client please. That was a hard one to get over. <sighs> Stop done. saying yes, man. Yes is going to get you into trouble is what it happens, right? To listen to the people who have act- actually have said yes and mm-hmm. then gotten into trouble, and we're just trying to get you to avoid this trouble. That's all we're trying to do. So every year I do Sober October, and then a friend what of mine. What does that mean? Not a single drink in October? Not a single drink in October. That like alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> my, my pot goes through the roof, but <laughs> the alcohol <laughs> settles down a little Sober bit. Sober October. Yeah, it's good for you, man. It's a good reset. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 that first week you kind of sit back and go, I drink a lot, you know? Because you're like, eh, I'm going to get some wings, maybe a couple of pints. And you're like, not this month, we're not. So, so what do you do? You build up for November. Yeah. <laughs> Crash and burn November. Yeah, pretty much. Um, typically in September, I hit the gym hard. Okay. Um, and then and then that's just a distraction. And then, you know, you're kind of end of November before somebody coaxes you out, you know. And then that one's a good one. But uh, the rest of the year is not too bad. It's I actually did it twice last year. I think it was June or July. I did another sober month. I don't remember what kicked that off. There was a reason, though. Maybe somebody else is doing it or whatever. It's this discipline thing, right? Once you've got your discipline tuned in, you got to start doing stupid shit to just continue that that you do learning it, curve. You yeah, know, you you do it to uh, to to prove to yourself that you can achieve something that you don't think you can achieve. That's right. Simple as that. Like I still I do full cleanse one week, no food, just water, oh, seven shit. days straight. Okay. I do that once a week, once a year. Sorry, yeah. once a year. And uh, one year I did it for, I did it four times in one year. So basically one month of the entire year, I didn't have a single ounce of food, nothing at all, just water. That's got to feel good at the end. It eh? feels great. It yeah. feels absolutely amazing to do it, right? And, and obviously I, I never did any medical supervision or anything like that. They just say you should go consult a doctor or whatever. Yeah. Well, he's going to just tell me not to do it. That's it's exactly what he's going to do. It actually, there's a huge amount of benefits, but you should just be careful if you are going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that, but uh, you should, because you, you need to know your body first of all, right? The very first time I ever did it, I was like, I don't know if I can fucking do this really. Mm-hmm. Like, can I 
seven days, not no food at all. Yeah. You just plant it. Then you get smarter and you start realizing, listen, man, do it in the middle of the week so then you can actually finish it. The weekend will be that crest of the roller coaster. Right. It'll get you faster in the hardest days at the end, right? Because the hardest days are the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh day. Because you're starving. Kind you're of. in starving mode yeah. at that point, right? But I, the first two, three days are easy enough. You can just walk through nothing at all. I remember one year I was doing it and I had a bunch of meetings that week. And everybody kept on suggesting, why don't we go to this pub? Why don't we go to this pub? Why don't we go to this pub? And I was like, sure. Mm -hmm. And I'd be going there going, nope, nothing for me. Just water. And that's it. Not even a lime inside of it. No booze, no food, nothing. Everybody else was just eating. So just straight water. And I was just like going, okay, fine. So you just discipline yourself at that point, right? Yeah. And it works. It helps your body rejuvenate, right? That discipline was like, do the things that you say you're going to do. And now it's to the point where it's like, when I say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Like I did do the cold showers in the morning now. Oh, dude, I do that all the time. It's the best. And it sucks. Now I do it. So now I do it when I wake up. Yeah, that's when, yeah. So so I wake up, get out of bed, mm-hmm. and I do my push-ups. Yep. Then in the back of my head, I got to jump in the cold shower. Yeah. So you do the cold shower. You're fucking screaming. Yeah. I don't care what you're I'm doing. not very happy about it. You're, you're screaming, yeah. but... But it's seconds before you realize your body has attacked itself and the blood is flowing all through your body now. And that cold water literally less than a minute ago that was freezing is warm. Like warm. You're like, how is this water still warm? I didn't change the dial on the knob there. Yeah. It's warm. And it's warm because your body is fighting that cold. Mm. It fucking is beautiful, man. Yeah. It gives you an idea of what's going on for sure. I and let it pound on my head and my neck. Great, you just, yeah. yeah, you just feel it there, right? I haven't done the ice baths yet. I want to get into I, doing I that. I gotta find when I get fitted. It's true too. You're gonna have to like get. You have to like weld two tanks together or something Perfect. like that, right? I w- I was looking at one of those like you know the uh, like a horse trough. <laughs> I was gonna put that in the backyard this year and then just start walking out there and dunking in it. Just but. put the water out and then just break the ice of the cover. That's it, and then just jump I in. Thought right? about it. I'm telling you, it's it's actually very beneficial for you, man. Yeah, the heat, yeah, yeah. The way your body reacts is a lot of good stuff. When I was in Sudbury doing that booster juice, the plumber has this cabin wherever north, and this is like middle of winter, it's like November, and every day he would leave, go out there, and hop in like a fucking lake or whatever with his brother, and they did it every day. And it was a f- I thought he was the craziest person I've ever met until I started hearing more about it. I was like, you breathe better. Yeah. You feel better. Uh, you just, you feel stronger. I absolutely do. You And you, uh, I can't tell you the last time I had joint ache pains or anything like that. Oh, I totally can tell you. Well, I no, I, I trust me. And I've been renovating a lot yeah. lately and I'm like going, <clears throat> yeah, you know, jackhammers, brute yeah. Bosch, that thing's a beast in it. I don't remember it being that hard, Yeah, but it, it helps you with the joints, man. Mm-hmm. Totally helps you with that shit. Right. So I just, I'm telling all the youngins, it's like, don't take advantage. Okay. Sure. We all are super men and women. When we're in our 20s. Yeah. But I guarantee you that shit fucking disappears real fast. Totally. If you start ignoring what your body's telling you. So it's not until you get into your 30s and 40s and you start getting older that you start realizing, yeah, cold showers work and yeah. cleansing works. Yeah. And multivitamins and stretching. And I got into oh, a- stretching is paramount, man. Yeah. I got into a car accident maybe four years ago. And Bad this, one? this lady r- wrote my car off in stop and go traffic. How? Obliterated it. I have no idea. Like, she she must have tried to. Yeah. The guy back here slams on his horn, so I go like this. Uh-oh. Plant my foot, did everything you're not supposed to do. And just, yeah, it was bad. But then we got into stretching. 
and like you wake up, can't put your socks on and then you stretch and you do this and you do that. And you're like, okay, no, this is, this works. So then on the days that you feel good and you stretch, it really, you feel great. I tell all tile setters, start stretching. It's tough on your hands and feet all day. I couldn't do it. Well, I'm sure I could, but stretch, man. Yeah. Do, do that morning pose and just like bow down to the gods or whatever. Yeah. Like just stretch, stretch that lower back, stretch the thighs, stretch all, all that shit. Now mm-hmm. in the cold showers, I'm doing squats while I'm in there. That's smart. So I'm like, I'm already in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm warmed up right now. Just add to the sun. I'm just going to do squats because guess what? I'm moving. So I'm warming up. Yeah. It actually helps a little bit, man. So I'm like, You're okay, nuts, this is like cool. <laughs> this yeah. Is good. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nerve wracking if I have to start doing squats in the ice bath at that point. Right. But <laughs> you're just plunking yourself back in. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a sauna. I got to focus on trying to get a sauna. Yeah. Those heat shock proteins. Yeah, or man. That's why. So I, I got to figure out how I'm going to do that because mm-hmm. that's really beneficial for your body. Yeah. I feel like almost need like a shop for all this stuff right so you gotta build a workshop and you have all these tools but then you have the ice bath and the sauna perfect that's what you need man you need all that shit so then you can push the body yeah and then recover the body yeah like all the young guys (laughs) listening man just listen to the older guys that go through pain and we're solving Mm. how to figure it out without drugs yeah or or alcohol right any kind of vices right because it's easy to go to those to kind of fix those problems yeah when people talk about drinking in the trades like the older guys i get it but i think it's because you're you're just so sore right and you're just like but an alcoholic drink will not fix your soreness no you just don't care about it it will numb it yeah right but it's still gonna be there man yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to ask you okay so let's do a little green book talk here oh boy don't worry, there's no right or wrong answers, and it's definitely no uh, worker operating machine so as to affect excavation wall stability. What's the fine for that? If you if you start causing uh, uh, the excavation wall to kind of cave in, if you start messing around with that oh. as a as an operating machine worker, what do you think the fine is for that? Ten thousand dollars. Two hundred and fifty bucks, man. Oh. I think mine should be more. That's insane. You're gonna man. kill someone for two hundred and fifty bucks? bucks, man. Like I don't know these numbers, man. I don't. Get, I want them to be higher, but I would. I would never do that. I. Uh, yeah, we got into this thing. I was building a, a Puccini restaurant, and the guy that came in the lowest, right? The, this is the other. Th- we'll get into that later. Um, he came in the lowest, and then when it came time of dug my holes, we were like, get this extra dirt out of here and he's like ah you know i didn't uh, quote for that i quoted for clean fill is what he said and we didn't have a clean fill certificate and he wasn't going to handle it so then the office and him got into this pissing match but for like a week i had all this extra shit all over my site well doesn't you know doesn't the safety rep show up and go yeah this is a four foot hole with you know four feet of fucking dirt above it that's an eight foot hole you're done Shut it down? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So who got the ticket? You guys got Nobody got a ticket because nobody was in the holes. Okay. But it was, you know, quote unquote unsafe. So it shuts it down. Maybe the office did get a ticket, but I don't think so. I think it was like a, you've got X amount of time to figure this out. Um, so we had them come back. They went through all the clean fill tickets, got them back to do it. But we got, yeah, we got shut down. So why didn't he? It was a money thing, right? If, if, if How much money are we talking about here? Well, I don't. Oh, probably nothing to be honest 
I, I don't know what a clean fill ticket costs. I have no idea. Yeah, neither do I. It, but I think the difference is when you're taking it somewhere, if it's clean, it's probably just taken. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. But, but why wouldn't he? Okay. Well, you'd come in higher, I, I guess. I don't know. But why didn't he scope that out anyway to begin with? Why didn't he suggest when you guys were tendering it, I guess, going, listen, am I responsible for clean fill? Why didn't he say that? He's the professional of that trade. He's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I think in my in my opinion, guys do sneaky things where they'll be very precise about what things say. Mm-hmm. And then they know that they'll be able to get extras here and extras here and extras here. So I can come in at lower because I know here and here and here I'm going to make that up with the extras. That's not the way to do it. It's a shit way to do it. But it, it is an easy way to get last, like lowest bid. Yeah. And a lot of companies just need that lowest bid, right? A smaller they company. They get a job once they're on the site. They, uh, they go after the extras at that point. Yeah. You want me to take it or you want a ticket later on? Yeah. Yeah, but guess what? You wouldn't work with that person again. Never again. Yeah. So it's a one-off. Yeah, I've been a one-off here, one-off there, one-off here, one-off there. You burn every bridge that you own, and then what? Right, you move? Like, what do you do after that? Like a lot of guys do that. Change your name? A lot of guys do that. Change the magnet on the van, mm-hmm. on the truck. Yeah, I uh, when I got headhunted the first time I got brought in with a guy who just did a big rebrand and I saw that as a positive thing you know he's putting a bunch of money back into his company and you know this is going to be great look at all this new gear we all look good he was rebranding because he's burning bridges everywhere he goes Wow! right and this guy ended up firing me after building him a booster juice basically single-handedly in Sudbury wow yeah it was crazy but I stood back and was like that makes a lot of sense Probably made a lot of fucking money doing that. But I'll never work with them again. See, that's... But a a lot of younger guys are doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the younger guys don't know. And nobody taught them because nobody's got the the patience to teach. But it's about building relationships. Communication. Yeah. Which is a lack of. It goes back to that um, infinite and finite game. You know about that? I think it's Simon Sinek. And he says... um, there's two ways to run a business, the, the finite game, like we're going to win, yeah. and then the infinite game that we're going to be here tomorrow. So, it, you know, Apple is one of these uh, infinite game people, yeah. right? Yeah. And then uh, Microsoft is a finite. They're always trying to beat Apple, but Apple is just being Apple, Yeah. right? And then that's, there's two ways of doing it. I imagine one's not as stressful as the other. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I think I don't think a lot of people think like that. I think they want everything right now. There's no planning. Like uh, ask people if they got a ten year plan. Their answer is no. They don't have ten year plans. <laughs> and and, and no. the problem also is that um, uh, <coughs> when things get lean, yes. So when the industry gets lean, and you're trying to, I could, I just got a phone call the other day from somebody asking me if I could, uh, for whatever reason, I mean, I wasn't really expecting this. They're like, listen, you, you've interviewed a lot of GCs. Is there mm-hmm. any way you could drop my name to them? I was like, yeah, sure. I, I, like I could, I guess, whatever. But I mean, like when things get lean, you're going to want to somehow get introduced to certain people. Yeah. But if you're not leaving a good lasting rela- like impression, yeah. like there's only so much I could vouch for. I don't do that anymore. Right. Because you vouch for somebody and they come, they have an off week. Even yep. if it's just an off week, you're now the guy that can't be trusted, like me. Because I, you know. It's true. It's hard, man. 
No, I got guys that I vouch for, and if I do, they're a hundred. Like they're and they'll deliver, and they're delivering because they know what you've done, right? And I know what they've done, and it's a mutual respect. It's it's like if somebody's asking me to vouch for them, it's got to be a thousand percent knocked out of the park, or yeah. I'm going to be furious. Yeah. Um, and the, the guys that do, they do. But I don't think everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the construction in general, man. Sean, what else you want to chat about before we get to the 12 questions, man? Ooh. What I don't you know. Chat? What else? We talked a lot, man. I kind of like where this thing went. We went all over the place talking a lot of stuff, man. That's, that's how my brain works. It's just how it is, man. I love uh, like multitasking inside my cabeza is what basically you're doing, right? So is there anything else you want to share before we do the 12 oh, questions? Oh, you know what? Can I check my phone? Of course you can. Why? Go ahead. There's no rules on the show. You're like, no. No. <laughs> What are you looking for? I wrote some stuff down. Oh, did you really? Check yeah. it then. Yeah. Good enough isn't good enough. That was huge. I like that a lot. You still baking? Baking? Yeah. Listen, my freezer is full of fucking ripe bananas, and I have yet to fucking make my banana bread because I have no fucking time. I love my banana bread, but I, I, I'm not, I kid you not. I'll fucking take a picture. I must have, I would say, maybe 12 right okay. fucking bananas in the freezer right now waiting to be made into banana bread. But that's something I need to learn how to do <laughs> is start baking. <laughs> Been cooking more. Yeah, I cook a lot. You know what I mean? When I do spend some time online, I'm coming across some nice recipes and I'm like going, I could fucking do that. Totally. Totally, I could do that. I like stress cook. Yeah. I like pick up a Ramsey recipe and then like go get all the fresh shit. Yeah, that fucker makes the things look just way too easy, man. And I'm like... It's not that easy, man. Nah. It's good though. Yeah, if I if I watch it a dozen times, <laughs> no, you got to do that. You screen grab, you download, you get everything there. Totally. I, and you can't. I can't watch it over and over and over and over. I can't I absorb to. it that way. I got. I got. You got to give it. To, give me the Ten Commandments right now, and I got to read it and just do it right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So why? What other questions you got, man? <laughs> uh, no, no, that was pretty much it. We we kind of hit all the all the rest of them. I want to talk about women in the trades and like. Uh, just a couple of the comments that you've made in the first couple of episodes, but we, we've kind of touched on them. Fuck, that's so long ago, man. I know. That's why I was like, they'll be good. Cause first couple of episodes I'm trying to, well, yeah, good wild. enough is not good enough. I was, that was, the, that was the pilot. That was the beginning of it. Right. Yeah. So it was just that's what like, stuck me to it. Yeah. Like I, I always felt that it would just, it made no sense. Like you're already there. Why not build it this way? I've always argued this on the show. It takes you just as long to do it. Perfect. Correct. As it did. If it's going to do it like shit, like what's the, and if it sucks, you're going to redo it. Yeah. And how many times are you going to do that before you are going to hit that plateau of what it would have cost to do it properly? The other day I was working on the vent pipes and all of a sudden I, I, I jogged a bunch of shit back and forth. I, I actually like it's, I'm trying to fit four vents going up in the same direction and they're all converging into the same area because they're okay. actually servicing four different fixtures. Right. And that just makes the most sense. Yeah, so yeah. that was the perfect spot for it. But then there was a lot of configuring going on, right? And all of a sudden, I, I had the third one going. And then, whatever reason, the elbow just was slightly off, like two or three degrees off. Yep. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then it was eating away at me in the back of my head. I was like, it's not fucking fine. Cut it, coupling, chend it. And yep. that was it. The cost of a coupling, the seconds that it took to cut it, yep. and then redid it. Now I look at it, it's straight. Thank sleep you very better. much. I sleep better tonight. That's, that's just so... the. 
good enough. That's just, you got to push it that way. You yeah. Push it that far. Right. And when you are expecting it, you have to lead by example. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't ask anybody to do anything that I haven't either done before or would be happy to do if you don't. Um, and I don't think there's enough of that either. I think a lot of people, uh, they're figuring out what they want to do and skipping a bunch of steps. Like if you weren't a laborer, right. Like you're just never going to understand. Yeah. Um, having conversations with higher ups about like, you know, as opposed to why can't we do this? It's why isn't it done? Yep. Right. Because it, there's a, you speak a different language. Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, guys and girls in the industry that take a huge amount of pride in the industry, man. I, I think there is. I'm seeing more and more of them, especially now with the podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a big young crowd coming up that are, they're working just as hard as I was. And I, and I love it. Um, but there's also a lot that aren't right. Of course. But it gives you hope. I've got tons of hope now. It gives yeah. you hope, right? That uh, there is some some possibilities out there because it is funny that lately, I think I mentioned this already to on another show, is that over the holiday break, a lot of guys reached out, talked to me about getting out. Yep. They're done. They're tapping out. They want to move on, and I'm like, I'm not surprised. I just said I'm not surprised, dude. It's a lot of work, man. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, right? And to maintain it, you got to kind of understand or respect the guys that have been doing it for two three four five decades and what they've seen and what they've been through but the one thing i did say to a couple of the guys that i was chatting with is that i've got respect for all those guys that have been through two three recessions or whatever Mm -hmm. they've gone through so many financial losses like seven figure losses right over collectively collectively exactly right but i still say that that generation that older generation has yet to understand the competition that we're up against. Okay. So when I say the the crop of talent that's coming into the pipeline, right? There's so many other options out there. Oh, for sure. Other than construction, and this older generation that's getting out never had to go through that. Yeah. So their their crop, their pool of talent, mm-hmm. that competition wasn't there. It is now. And that's what we're fighting against. So it's it's going to be a different wave now. Like I don't, I know that there's that gap here in the industry that you know a lot of guys are leaving. 2026, 2027, yeah, they're leaving, and then a lot of the young guys are coming in. But those young guys are in their 20s, early 30s. There's nobody in between. Well, who taught them? Yeah, uh, there was a stat that was like 2023, 750 thousand people are going to re- retire that year. That's a big number. When that number is not being replenished, that's a huge number. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's a term that I'm starting to like a little bit. It's called escape velocity. You know what I mean? I've heard that. Where yeah. you don't have to do anything anymore. You're choosing to. And I, I, I think that's a difficult thing to obtain. Mm. And I, I just think people want to be there right away. Right. Where I, well, I don't want a boss. Okay. Well, how are you going to do this? Oh, I'll, I'll learn how. How are you going to learn how without a boss, right? Like you've got to, you've got to find somebody that's going to coach you. Um, and then when you're done learning there, you have to move on. Yeah. Like it, it's, I'm loyal. I still talk to Pat, yeah. uh, you know, off and on, like, you know, um, but you, you can still respect somebody and be loyal to them without working under them anymore yeah. because there's more to learn. You're going to work with them. Or with them. You yeah. You should be looking at how to figure out how to work with them. Yeah. Sean, man, thanks so much for being on the show. 
very welcome. Thanks for having Dude, me. Dude, it's been a blast having you on the show, man. Everybody reach out to him, Construction at gmail.com, Construction on Instagram, and also your podcast, Brawley's yep. Dad, right? So yep. uh, is it Brawley's Dad Construction? No, podcast? it's just Brawley's Dad Brawley's Dad, that's what I thought, yeah. Uh, so what channels are you on? You're on all the channels. Um, for some reason, Apple's dragging its feet, uh, but I'm on Spotify, uh, YouTube, um, What Samsung, hosting are you with? Uh, Podbean. Yeah, but that should automatically connect you to Apple. Yeah, I clicked Spotify. on it, and they're letting me know when they're ready. So I'm not promoting it on Apple anymore. It's on Spotify. Apple's letting them know when you're ready. Yeah, it said, uh, we'll, we'll get back to you, whatever. I'll show you after. It's my asshole. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you is my answer, yeah. <laughs> Samsung didn't seem to have an issue with it. Also, I lost Apple. Yeah. No. <laughs> Check out his show. Ready for the 12 questions? Yeah, give her. What is your favorite construction word? Probably fuck. What is your least favorite construction word? Extra. What turns you on in construction? Perfection. What turns you off in construction? Um, probably lying. Same kind of thing. What's your favorite curse word? It's, it's uh, for, for sure as fuck. What's <laughs> your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Um, and if I had like a, yeah, an H1 Hummer. Yeah, like military grade, like depleted uranium bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> the cool one before it became commercial. Yeah, the one we all want. Yes. Gas guzzling, general engine. Uh, what is it? Like a 22 rise or something? 22 no inch rise or something? I know nothing about it cars. It can go over other cars, right? That was the idea. <laughs> what is your <laughs> least favorite vehicle? Um, probably like the, the little race cars. Any like kind like of little, little civics and, and that oh, kind the, of oh, you but mean I just I don't feel like people put in the wrench time and it sounds like they do and it's it's like you couldn't race with it but you're just being loud with that huge muffler that yeah right man. what construction sound or noise do you love oh that like zipping of the auto taper it's like oh I know you're talking it's about it's my favorite yeah, 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 it's yeah. my favorite what construction sound or noise do you hate probably like the squealing of a grinder against metal yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? I don't know. Um, Nothing tickled. Baking? No? Yeah, baking. It's perfect. <laughs> like to be a baker. What profession would you not like to do? Plumbing. Easy. Plumbing? Yeah. There'll be no shit on my hands ever. Fucking glue all. And glue, yeah. I do like the smell of it. Well. I like asphalt smell, too. Freshly laid asphalt. It gives me heartburn, I feel like, man. I fucking love that smell. Really? That oh. smell, to me, is summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's summer, man. That, to me, is them doing the roof of the building I'm building. So summer. It's all day. Summer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Waza! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that That's all ready. you need. That's all you <laughs> need him to say. Yeah. Sean, absolute pleasure, man. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, man. Everybody, check him out. Brawley's Dad Podcast and also Brawley's Dad Construction at gmail.com and on Instagram, Brawley's Dad Construction. That's it. All right. Thanks, man. We're out of here, Angelina. Thank you.